It's a very good morning to you, SEN Summer Brecky Wednesday, the 24th of January. It's Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis in the chair for Vossi and Brandy this morning. Good morning. Good morning to those of you listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. So we're in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. And for the first hour, those of you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy, Patton Hills will be along from 6 AM Queensland time. And if you're listening anywhere else across the SEN network, good morning to you. Plenty of sport to discuss this morning, MC. But firstly, how are you? Well, good morning, Copes. I'm well. Yeah, there's plenty going on and it's good to see the NRL and you starting to fire up a little bit. Well, thankfully, we've got an expert, not just a hack like me that sits on the couch. Plenty of people call me a hack, don't worry. <laughs> That's true. And you probably sit on the couch as well <laughs> while you're watching the footy, uh, when you're not out the ground yes, doing yes. doing all your hard work. Uh, we have lots to talk about today. So we have Pat Cummins weighing into the Australia Day debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. David Murphaluma parting ways with the West Tigers. That's interesting. And you'll have... The, the lowdown on that. The bromance between Nick Kyrgios and Novak Djokovic continues to blossom. And today's guest, we're going to have Sydney Sixers coach Greg Shippard on the show just out of seven o'clock ahead of the Big Bash final tonight against yeah. the Brisbane Heat at the SCG. Looking forward to that. And BP, as always, Brett Phillips chatting the Australian Open. Uh, let's start with Pat Cummins. Now, the question that I want to raise, and this is for those of you listening, one 1170 is the open line. 0457-736-736 is the Edgewater Homes text line. Now, I'll phrase it. We've got a bit of audio here. Uh, I'll phrase it like this. Are you happy to see the Australian captain taking principal positions on an issue such as this? Or are you on the side of keep politics out of sport? Let's take a listen. My personal opinions is, uh, you know, I absolutely love Australia. I think it's the best country in the world by a mile, and I think we should have an Australia Day, but um, I think we can probably find a, a more appropriate day to, to celebrate. In particular, a sport like cricket, which has such diversity, and you get a good spectrum of um, just the community, I think, and, and a good um, good feel for what the community um, kind of expects. So, yeah, knowing a couple of those, you know, players that you mentioned, you, you hear the stories and their feelings, um, so I think it does, yeah, gather extra importance. Something like Jan 26, it does mean some, something different to different people. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a tough day for some. Australia is meant to be a celebration of, of everything Australia and our history. I, I think we could choose a better date. So tell us what you think, 0457 736 736. MC, I mean, I have a pretty strong view mm-hmm. on this, but I, I'm interested in your thoughts. Well, in Pat Cummins' defence, he's obviously been asked that by journalists, first of all. Of course. He hasn't just volunteered his opinion. So he's at a, a pre-game press conference, um, and he's been asked, I think there was 15 or so journalists there. I saw some images last night. So there's a lot of journalists there, and yep. he was asked his opinion, right? He hasn't just volunteered it out of nowhere. Stood up and said, everyone listen. Listen, that's right. <laughs> so that's that's the first point. So he's been asked it, and he's given a, a considerate, um, understated reply. There was nothing outlandish by what Pat said, um, and he said, this is my belief. So he wasn't talking on behalf of the team. He wasn't talking on behalf of a nation. He was talking as Pat Cummins, not even the Australian captain, really. He was talking about himself. Uh, you know. So I've got no issue with that because he's not forcing his views upon anyone. They were understated, and he was simply asked a question, which he's given an answer to. And it's no different to um, me or you or listeners or the person walking down the street who gets – 
you know, Vox popped or, or put in front of a camera and randomly asked, oh, what are your thoughts on Australia Day? Everyone's entitled to their opinion and he's just delivered his. Yeah, look, I'm going to somewhat echo those thoughts and maybe extend it by saying I'm not sure there is a leader in this country that is more authentic, more willing to stand on his opinion and be considerate of all people mm. than Pat Cummins right now. I'm including senior figures in parliament. Yep. I'm including other leaders in other sports. I'm including leading administrators in this country. Pat Cummins divides opinion by doing so, and naturally he's going to cop some flack. But this is a man who is in the heat of battle in Ashes series, away from home with Piers Morgan coming for his head, able to sit, have a laugh, and be authentic. He is purely himself at all times, and yesterday we got another example of that. And really, if you strip it back like you were just saying, he is just trying to be considerate of the people who in this moment are feeling like they've been wronged or something needs to change. He's very outwardly spoken about numerous other things, but in this instance, he was just happy to speak the authentic truth. Yeah, It should be championed. Whether you believe it's the right opinion or not, the fact that he has said this in an authentic way, sat in that opinion and just been himself, is just heavenly for Australian sport, but even just our society. And, and it comes down to to that point, I think, Copes. You, people will either agree with him, and if they agree with him, they'll say, yes, he should have an opinion. Or if they disagree disagree with him, they'll say, no, no, this is not a place for an Australian captain to, to walk down. So mm. I, I think that's probably dependent on on where you sit on the argument. But, you know, if he came out and said, look, I'm not going to play or I'm going to try and bo- I'm going to do something outlandish, then I'd be critical of it, right? But he's come out and just softly, softly approached and said, look, maybe this is time to, to have a conversation. And that, that, is, that is his beliefs and I can't knock him for that. Yeah, it's often spoken that it's the second most significant role in Australia outside of the Prime Minister. So it's... He's become a statesman. Yeah. You can see the way he's conducting himself, how he's not afraid to have an opinion on, on, on lots of matters, yeah. not just resigned to, to, to cricket. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that further develops as he grows into his role as, a, as one of the best leaders in the country. Yeah, no doubt. And you're naive to think that these discussions aren't including the Australian captains of both the women's team, the men's team behind closed doors anyway, to mm. get Nick Hockley's perspective so that then he can move forward with decisions. So anyway, tell us what you think. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line and 0457 736 736 is the Edgewater Homes text line. We've had one come in already, Don in Melbs. Great call. Just asked his opinion and didn't throw it down our throats. Like that's as simple as it gets yep. uh, in alignment with your thoughts. Uh, so are you happy to see the Australian captain taking principal positions on an in- issue like this or are you on the side of keep politics out of sport? Now time for a bit of a lighter topic. You've come in with some, you, as you always do, you come oh, in yes. with some research today, yeah. uh, the big stories around the world. Global <laughs> yeah. belly laugh day. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us how, where did you find this? Oh, I just and what are we talking about? Well, I, I, in my uh, travels in this morning, I, I heard that it, it was mentioned that it was Global Belly Laugh Day. I'd never heard of it, really. Yep. I didn't know it was a thing, but you know, for all the boring and strange things and strange <laughs> days and the things that um, people talk about, I thought this would be a fun one. And relating to sport and 
So driving in, I was thinking of what are some of the funniest things that I've seen on the sporting field? In rugby league, naturally, yep. for mine. And there's a couple that, that sprang to mind. One was Mark Riddell. This is the iconic moment where he scores the runaway try against North Queensland at Wynn Stadium, <laughs> uh, jumps the fence and applauds himself when the post-try celebration was in vogue. And that will be the greatest one ever. We could be covering the game for the next 100 years. It's going to be tough It'll to beat still that be one. Mentioned, yep. It's iconic, right? <laughs> so that was funny. That was amusing. And then on the flip side, that little sick laughter, the, 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 the human element where you have a little bit of a laugh at other people's expense, I mm. guess. Greg Inglis, champion of the game, one of the all-time legends, premiership winner, Queenslander, Australian player. Um, 2016. Yeah. South Sydney, behind by two. I can tell where you're going with this. The great Greg Inglis. <laughs> attempts to, and back then there was only one-point field goals. Let's clear that up. Attempts a field goal. Yeah. With his side trailing by two. Yeah. A few years ago, Terry Lamb did it before my time as well when the Bulldogs were trailing. I don't remember that game, but I've heard stories about it. But, yeah, for Greg Inglis to attempt a field goal when his side were trailing by two. Uh, it brings to mind a couple. Uh, J.R. Smith in the NBA Finals and LeBron looks at him. He goes for a two-pointer when they're down three. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I'm I'm just vividly remembering the, the shot clearly wasn't going to make up the difference that they needed. And LeBron just looking at him, smacking his face like, oh, my God, man, did you think about the score <laughs> before not, you did that? It's not suburban sport where, like, yeah, you, you could lose track of the score, I guess. The scoreboards. Yeah, it's right there in your face. It is there. Um, my, my first one that came to mind this morning when we talked about this topic was Doug Bollinger. Yep. Uh, and when he takes a wicket. He goes to then lift up his badge on his shirt to kiss the coat of arms. He lifts up the wrong side and kisses the BB badge. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Play. test match cricket oh, for Australia. That's outstanding. Was that a wrong one? Yeah. Do you know Dougie well? Yeah. Does he, uh, maybe that was bit? real. <laughs> mate, I mean, that's right up there in terms of things that Doug loves. Uh, no, that's outstanding. Yeah. So tell us what you think. Uh, 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's Global Belly Laugh Day. So tell us what the funniest thing is that you've seen in sport. We've got some great topics this morning. Mm. Uh, get those texts flying in and tell us on the open line. Now, David Nofaluma and this exit from the Tigers, you, I'm not even going to bring up anything here because you, you inevitably know everything there is to know. Well, it's been an ongoing saga between David Nofaluma and the Tigers going back years. I'm not exaggerating, years. Right. right, in terms of him falling out of favour, he's on a, a deal between you know around about five hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, which makes him one of the highest-paid wingers in the game. He signed that long-term deal when he was probably on the cusp of Origin, um, but hasn't lived up to that price tag. And, and and when you are signed at that level, at that price tag, and you're not living up to the hype, well, obviously the club is going to look at ways to try and potentially move you on. He had that loan deal with Melbourne and looked really good at the Storm. Yeah, he did. He, he looked really good. Play, play, finally played finals footy uh, and looked at home. And Melbourne wanted to keep him. But for some reason, West Tigers decided to bring him back. All right? Melbourne would have kept him, paid a, a, a decent amount of the salary, but the Tigers weren't happy with how much they are going to chip in. Thought they could get more out of him, brought him back. And since then, it just hasn't worked. Mm. So he, he's been reprimanded multiple times for um, infringements in terms of failing to turn up to training. Um, his training standards have been lacking and 
Benji Marshall has drawn a line in the sand, a former teammate of David Norfolk's, drew yeah. a line in the sand and said, mate, you will not play first grade under my watch. Get out of here. Right? And all summer, over the last couple of months, the Tigers have been trying to move him on to another club. No takers. Mm. So um, in the new year, push has come, like it, it's come to a head again and um, essentially he's been breached again. And the two parties have now agreed to a payout worth around $300,000. Um, and I think for the Tigers, you know, it's probably a win for them and potentially for, for David North Lumo, if he can get out of his comfort zone at the West Tigers, go to a strong club. I think he needs to go to a strong club with strong leadership because the guy can play yeah. at his best. We, we, we know he's a good finisher. He's a damaging ball runner. He, he's got an offload in him, right? But it just hasn't worked over the last three, probably two or three years at the West Tigers. He needs to move on. The Tigers clear up some salary cap space still, despite having to fork out significant money to, to move him on. And this was the thing that they would have been prepared to pay him that much money for another club to pick up the rest of the tab. They yeah. couldn't find any takers. Yeah. Okay. So, and for salary cap ramifications, just for clarity, around a $300,000 payout. So what is the salary cap hit? That, that all goes in the cap. Okay. That goes in the, in the West Tigers cap. Um, and he's agreed to, to that money, David North Luma. So they save, you know, about $150,000 roughly, um, in, in their salary cap, um, to, um, which, you know, it's not a huge amount of money, but f- firstly, Benji Marshall just wanted him out of the club because he didn't think that he was a positive influence on the rest of the playing group. And this is a senior player that's been there for a long time now. The West Tigers haven't had any success during David North Luma's time in the club. He's a winger. I'm not going to blame him solely for that. But when you're looking at, you know, factors of, of why this club has been inherently poor, mm. you know, I think you'll find that there's a there's been a stigma attached to, to David for the last couple of seasons. And, you know, as I said, he can play. Yeah. It, it's struck me as both he and Josh Mansell, from the, the peak of their powers to where they are now, mm. is, is actually quite remarkable. Yeah. Um, but the teams that have forked out huge cash for wingers, generally just, you know, and I'm taking the player out of it, just generally doesn't work out all that well. well it's... You know, big name wingers or high price wingers at struggling clubs, they don't fix your problems. Yeah. You you gotta prioritize other positions yeah. and other you know, spend your money wisely before you look at at wingers because they just don't go they're not gonna they're not gonna be game changers. We've seen it with Josh Odokar at the Bulldogs. Outstanding player. But does he been change the needle a lot a lot for the Bulldogs? I don't think so at the moment. Just while we're on NRL, before we hit the break, and we've got lots of text, so we will get to those straight out of the break, but we have to talk about this. So I'm not sure if you're privy to Kyrie Irving's worldviews. Uh, and, you know, when I say that, there's a big spectrum there, so I'll, I'll narrow it down. Uh, Matt Burton, when we're <laughs> talking NRL, and your laugh gives away where we're going with this, uh, he was asked during some interviews player-to-player interviews, whether the earth is flat. Listen. Do you believe in that the world is flat? If no, some people do. What would you say to them? That is a good question, but it's most rant. I was not expecting that at all. That's a tough one, eh? Do you believe the world is flat? I don't, I don't know, eh? Yeah, I believe it is. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You believe the world's flat? Yeah. You're such well, a like, it's round. Yeah, yeah. But, like. 
it's obviously flat because if it was, I don't know. So, <laughs> I actually don't know. Mm. So, uh, look, I just mentioned, uh, we've had a text there from Dunny. You can't paint the sauce with the same brush as David. Jeez. Uh, Dunny, I don't disagree. It's more from the peak of powers to where they are now. Finished, yeah. yeah it, it, and I was one of the biggest Mansour fans in the world. Now, Josh Mansour was the one asking the questions there. Mm, Mansour has uh, a, a podcast. So I want your take on that. That was wild My listening take. to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want your opinion on if the earth is flat. <laughs> okay, Because I think I, was... I know where you stand on that. Well, sometimes... <laughs> Footballers and people, not footballers, people, when given a platform like us right now, need to tread carefully when we're, <laughs> when we're not an expert in said opinion. But I don't know, it's pretty clear cut. Yeah, it's not that was one of those right? ones where the questions might need to have been laid out beforehand. Well, probably, to be fair, the producer ever didn't think that he'd go, oh, yeah, the earth's flat. <laughs> That's true. Do you know what I mean? That would be like, um, yeah, random question next. You know uh, what I mean? Like, yes, so, I do. Uh, I don't know, I'm sure next time Matt Burden gets asked. Mm, big <laughs> issues, big issues. Is the earth flat? We will discuss it all here on SEN Summer Brecky. We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's lawyers. It's a penalty. So Martin Boyle with the chance to put Australia in front. On the cusp of the break. Utkir Yusupov told to stay on his light. And after that lengthy delay for the VAR check, we're finally ready for the penalty. And Martin Boyle sends the keeper the wrong way. He was the vibe manager at the World Cup here in 2022. He's just created the vibe for the Socceroos at the Asian Cup. Now Masharapov. Capable of making something happen. And it's not a bad delivery, and it's headed in for the equaliser by Turgut Boyev. Off the bench, onto the score sheet. Australia's long, long run of clean sheets is over. So the clean sheets run is over, but that was the Socceroos sealing top spot in their Asian Cup group last night with a one-all draw against Uzbekistan. Australia were already guaranteed to reach the round of 16 but a win or a draw meant that they topped their group. So good news for the Socceroos there. It is summer brecky here, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's Trent Copeland and Michael Karianis with you this morning. MC, lots of text flying in, which is great. Yeah, and there's no doubt, as we thought, that Pat Cummins's um, press conference would cause um, some some feedback and this is what it, here's some here. Morning. Since Cummins has been Australian captain, the team has become a woke joke. That's Andrew <laughs> from Mortlake. I mean, they've won everything. They've won. Literally every trophy that there is to win, they've won. They oh, have. They have. They do have. Um, and one here around <laughs> Matt Burden. That was enough for me not to pick Matt Burden for super coach ever, Andy, <laughs> regarding Matt Burden's confusion around um, the shape of earth. Supercoach opened yesterday, I saw. Have you had a double yet? I know about five or six players that I'll pick. I haven't gone in and picked a full team yet. Okay. You? No, not yet. No, no, I'll build my way into it. You're the expert. You're the other one that gets paid for your Supercoach opinions. Yeah. That, maybe uh, News Limited need to re- review that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Um, I do, uh, when I make my rounds around the clubs, 
four of my little uh, own super coach teams. Uh, okay. I do ask them for smokies and anyone looking for. Wow, that's inside a trading. Round one. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. And it stands to reason uh, that you should be much better at it than you are. <laughs> <laughs> Another text here from Trevor. Pat Cummins needs to pull his head in. More virtue signaling and he has lost support of Australian cricket uh, cricketer supporters. Uh, Neil goes, have you ever driven to Broken Hill? And then he's got a flat line. Mm, the earth is flat, Neil thinks. I guess so. Uh, look, the the earth is flat stuff, it just, when Kyrie Irving first said it, yep. and then numerous others in the States that are of that significance in the in the world start talking about it, it got legs as, you know, that question that comes out. And I've got no doubt that's where Josh Mansell was going with it. And yeah. he got it. He got the answer that he wanted. I think he was blown away. I'll, I'll text Mansell at a, at a normal hour just to see what was going on. Um, we've got a few texts here around it's International Belly Laugh Day. Yes. Um, and, and we've shared a couple. Yours is Doug Bollinger kissing the VB, was it a VB, VB emblem instead yeah. of uh, the Australian coat of arms after taking a wicket. Mine was uh, Greg Inglis going for a field goal with <laughs> when the Rabbitohs were trailing by two points. We've got a, a nomination here from the Port Macquarie Pell. I still love Aaron Woods jumping to pile on a try celebration in Origin, only for the pile to move and Woodsy to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I may have just screenshot that and sent that to Woodsy. Yeah, that is good. There's another one here from Russell from Rosebury. Hey, lads, loving your work, especially you, MC. Yeah, well done, MC. You are the people's champ. <laughs> Belly laugh moment has to be the Bearstow stumping <laughs> and the fallout from the sore losers in England. That is good. Oh, good text. Good <laughs> that text. is good. Uh, text us on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes mortgage fund up to $1,500 a month. Off your home loan, T's and C's apply. That text number 0457 736 736. Time for the news.